0: Hello and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Ship Shape Your Finances show here on the CWR Network. I am your host, Lionel Shipman. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have another great show tonight. Well, to me, every show is a great show. But tonight, we will be talking about couples and money. That's right. Tonight's topic is couples and money. This will be part one. Uh, I'm planning on doing a follow-up show in the next couple of weeks, part two. So please, uh, you don't want to miss tonight's show, and you sure don't want to miss in the next couple of weeks when we do the part two uh, version. Uh, The call-in number tonight is 917-889-8078. Again, the call-in number is 917-889-8078. We want to take a couple of minutes, well, take a moment, uh, to recognize Dick's Sporting Goods as the CWR Top Network Corporate Citizen of the Month for their action in discontinuing the sale of assault rifles and high-capacity magazines in their stores, and also requiring purchasers of guns to be at least 21 years of age, regardless of the local laws. So we want to give a big thank you to Dick's Sporting's Good. Uh, We have extended the deadline to submit entries to our Black History Month Know Your History uh, contest. Uh, The new deadline now is midnight March 18th we have provided the names of nine black history makers in our photo collage and all entries must be submitted using the entry form in the newsletter at our website and that website is www.cwrtalknetwork.com that's www.cwrtalknetwork.com Your entry form must include all nine names of the Black History Makers. And don't forget to give your contact information or provide your contact information. All correct entries will be entered in our drawing for a $100 grand prize. And the winner will be announced on my show, the Lionel Shipman Ship Shape Your Finances show, on Tuesday, March the 20th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So become a subscriber to our newsletter. Go to the website and click on the orange subscribe button near the top of the left side of the page and submit your entry today. Now, if you did not know, March, the month of March, is Women's History Month. Yes, Women's History Month is designated for recognizing the accomplishments made by women throughout history. And there are many. I mean many. So, let's take a couple of minutes and listen to this women's
1: history moment. Hi, my name is Matthew Pinsker. I'm a historian. And here are some things you need to know to sound smart about the 19th Amendment. The 19th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, the one that guaranteed women the right to vote, was ratified in 1920. But the truth is, women had been voting in American elections for long before that. In the early years of the Republic, for example, there were some places where women voted, in the state of New Jersey until 1807. But in most cases, women were denied the right to vote in the 19th century. They started agitating for the right to vote openly and in public in the late 1840s and early 1850s after meetings in places like Seneca Falls in New York. During the Civil War period, women were involved in the fight against slavery and the fight to save the Union. After the Civil War, leaders like Elizabeth Cady Stanton and Susan B. Anthony thought that their fight to end slavery would get them included in the amendments like the 14th Amendment and the 15th Amendment that guaranteed the rights to former slaves. And they lost. It was a devastating blow to their cause. And so they reorganized themselves in a long campaign for suffrage. Sometimes they did this on a state-by-state or territory-by-territory basis, especially effective out West. Then there were women led by Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Cady Stanton who organized the National Woman Suffrage Association. They were fighting to change the Constitution. Sometimes they fought in the courts. They actually tried to vote. Susan B. Anthony got herself arrested at one point doing that. Ultimately, these fights converged at the beginning of the 20th century and during the era of World War I. It was a serious campaign to try to change the Constitution. They had what they called silent sentinels posted outside the White House with protest signs. Those silent sentinels were arrested by municipal authorities and imprisoned. It was uh, a stark moment in the history of women's rights, women being imprisoned, and in some cases force-fed. Eventually, women gained the right to vote in states like New York. They convinced Woodrow Wilson to support women's suffrage. And finally, by 1919, the Congress had endorsed, after much struggle, this proposed amendment to the U.S. Constitution. And women began voting wholesale across the country in the presidential election of 1920.
0: And we're back. Now, let's talk about what's in the news. I I hadn't... uh, gone over and in the news segment in a couple of weeks, but uh, seeing that we have tonight's topic of couples and money, uh, I want, I've ran across an article on MSN uh, website, and the title is 10 Ways to Approach the Credit Talk When You're Getting Married. 10 Ways to Approach the Credit Talk When You're Getting Married. Now, I'm only going to mention five of these uh for time's sake. Uh, now, we know that financial matters can be an uncomfortable and touchy subject to discuss with friends and loved ones. However, if you're about to walk down the aisle with someone, it's important that you have an honest discussion about credit. I've actually talked about it on a previous show, so It's very important to know what's going on from a credit standpoint. Now, this article suggests uh, some tips to initiate the credit talk with the one that you love. And number one, just ask. It seems so simple, but a lot of people simply don't ask the question. So if you're curious about your future spouse's credit history and outlook on credit, Just ask them. You might be surprised to realize that they are probably relieved that you're even asking. So it kind of would break the ice, hopefully, for both of you to have uh, that discussion. Number two, take a marriage course or either premarital counseling. Now, I am very, very big on having premarital counseling. Uh, Get counseling before you walk down the aisle. So if you and your soon-to-be spouse plan to walk down the aisle and maybe you don't feel comfortable about it, well, make sure you get premarital counseling. You know, ask your your, your pastor or your church leader if you can – if both of you can work finances into the discussion at some point in time, you know. Uh, the purpose of a marriage course or a premarital counseling is basically, basically is, is there to set some boundaries and identify potential obstacles ahead of time. And that will hopefully eliminate some serious issues down the road. So make sure you take a marriage course or uh, do some premarital counseling in the area of finance uh, before you walk down the aisle. Number three, uh, enlist a neutral third party if you're uncomfortable with this topic of discussion try to get a mediator uh sometimes they offer more services than you know the normal civil disputes and things like that so it it may cost a little bit of money uh to be able to do this but for some people that's a suggestion that this article was mentioning that you know to get a third party to to kind of be the in between uh, both of you as you discuss uh, credit. Number four, schedule a credit discussion. You know, uh, if you haven't talked about uh, your future spouse, if you had not had that opportunity to talk about credit with your future spouse, you know, it's, it's going to come up. So, you know, the next time you go out for dinner, you know, just the two of you, just kind of ask that question to say, hey, you know, can we schedule time to talk about our credit? You know, put it on the schedule, plan it. And number five, talk about your personal financial goals. Talk to your soon-to-be openly about your financial goals because if you don't talk about it, It has a potential of being impacted once you are married. So it's better to kind of put things out on the table, you know, share those goals, those dreams before you walk down the aisle. Now, in addition to the five suggestions uh, that came from this article, I would like to recommend that you get a copy of my book. Uh, my book, Sacred Vows, The Knot, A Knot, there's a section in it that talks about finances or that addresses finances. And it not only is it, there's reading a reading portion there in that section, but the book goes into a number of questions around finances. And so that way you get both you and your fiance or your spouse to begin to to answer those questions separately and then uh, come together and discuss each other's answers so you will know exactly where your spouse or your soon-to-be spouse uh, is coming from regarding credit or regarding money and regarding their finances. Now, you can get a copy of my book on Amazon or at Barnes & Noble, or if you want an autographed copy of my book, You can go to my website at www.shipmanconsulting.com and go to the Contact Us page and send your request that way, and we can make sure that you get an autographed copy of the book. Now, we're coming up on a break right now, and we're going to address couples and money just a little bit more in detail, so please stay tuned.
1: Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at
2: stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Start it off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. Oh. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say Cheese! followed naturally by an order of wings, and another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... Could be the most expensive night of your life.
1: to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show with your host, Lionel Shipman, on the CWR Network.
0: Okay, for all of you couples that are out there seeking to be married, uh, soon to be married, getting ready to walk down the aisle, as well as all of my married uh, couples that are out there, Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, couples and money. I'll talk about Personal finance, Uh, let's talk about money, you know, that that subject that a lot of times makes people feel uncomfortable. Uh, Couples, plain and simple, you need to have that money discussion. No ifs, ands, buts about it. Money needs to be discussed. Whether you are married or seeking to be married or hope to be married one day, you need to talk about money. Now, it has been stated statistically that 50% or more of marriages end in divorce because of events or circumstances or situations involving money. So it is a very important subject matter in a relationship. Now, money can be a touchy subject. Because it's so personal You know, people feel Uncomfortable Talking about it because Any impression Reflecting ignorance Or lack of knowledge Or knowing how to Manage it Is shameful Some people are just absolutely shamed Some may feel dumb or, or they may feel Less of a person Now it. To me, it reminds me of sex and romance. You know, uh, I'm about to veer off on the tangent, so uh, we're going to come right back to it. But I'm thinking of, you know, most men think they know how to fulfill the intimate needs of a woman. Now, I'm talking about within the bounds of marriage. Only within the bounds of marriage. And vice versa, most women Think they know how to fulfill the intimate needs of a man. Again, I'm talking about within the bounds, uh, within the bonds, excuse me, I say the bounds. That's my countryside of me coming out. Within the bonds of marriage. Now, we learn by communicating. We learn by asking questions. We learn by discussing with each other, you know, what you like and what you don't like. That's the same way it is with money. We have to figure out, we have to inquire, we have to talk about, we have to discuss each other's viewpoints, each other's upbringing, each other's understanding about money. So couples must learn how to communicate. We must have that discussion. We got to be able to come to the table and ask those hard questions regarding money. Now, I believe a lot of issues that couples have around money is due to three things: a lack of communication, a lack of honesty and trust, and a reluctance to change. Did you get that? Those three things. Not they're prompt, they're the prompt, Not the not in total, but those are just three things that I I would say uh I believe that a lot of issues that couples have is due to a lack of communication, a lack of honesty and trust, and a reluctance to change. Communication allows both parties to express themselves. It also involves learning about money as well, you know, and honesty whether you know how to manage money or not, creates a playing field of trust. You know, I I often tell uh, my girls, I've often told them rather, I've often told them that don't give me a reason not to trust you. So if you do what you're supposed to do, you won't give me a reason not to trust you. So be honest with yourself and with your soon-to-be spouse or with your spouse regarding money. And lastly, change. Once information goes out and understanding is crystal clear, regardless of how you desire not to change, you must change. We have to change the way we think about money. We have to change the way we manage money, especially if we don't know how to manage money. It's, plain, it's, it's so simple, but I know that either pride or ego, uh, these things come into play because we want people to think that we really do know how to manage money. And a lot of times the man and the woman, neither one, know how to manage money, especially effectively. And when you go into a relationship not knowing how to manage money, you there's a potential or greater potential of having problems when those issues come up. So uh, as I was preparing uh, uh, this topic for tonight and for the part two that would be coming up later this month, this question came to mind, you know. Why is it important that couples are on the same page when it comes to money? I'm gonna repeat that question again. Why is it important that couples are on the same page when it comes to money? I'm gonna give you a long answer. You know, money, whether you have a little or a lot, can cause problems in a relationships. Uh, you can get into arguments. Uh, Big time arguments. As a matter of fact, I remember when my wife and I, uh, from time to time, we did some uh, counseling or some some I guess some small meetings with with couples to discuss some of those uh, money issues. And, uh, you know, I remember one couple in particular, uh, it went beyond just the money issue. We actually had to recommend marriage counseling because it had just gotten so, so bad uh, within their relationship. So arguments can come out, fights. I'm not necessarily talking about physical, but it can lead up to physical uh, fights. Uh, Other money problems could be separation from the one that you love, Uh, stress, tension in the relationship, dishonesty, uh, vengeance, believe it or not, uh, retaliation, and the ultimate is divorce. Now, couples... We need to be on the same page, meaning that both of us, man and woman, you and your soon-to-be, you and your current spouse, you need to understand each other's views and knowledge of money management. Now, it would be very difficult to reach your financial goals if both of you are not financially together. Let me repeat that again. It would be very difficult to reach your financial goals if both of you are not financially together. So being on the same page as a couple, check this out. It brings peace in your finances as well as in your relationship. Now, I'm not talking about having a lot of money. Even if you if you were making a mid five figures or making millions of dollars a year, If your financial house is in order and both of you are working together financially, it brings a level of peace and security in your relationship. Now, I am a believer, a Christ driven believer, but I'm also a a believer of working together. And my wife and I, we do a very good job of doing that. I wish I'd had had her on the show again tonight. Uh, She was not able to join me. Uh, Maybe I can uh, uh, get her on the next, on the part two part, uh, uh, the part two of this topic here in the next couple of weeks. But, you know, we started out, you know, working together before we got married. Uh, We had premarital counseling and through that premarital counseling or during that premarital counseling, we had to do some financial activities and some financial sessions. You know, we had, to, uh, we had to do a budget together. So we had to put everything out on the table about, you know, how much money she made, how much money I made. And we had to be open and honest about uh, our financial lives. And so we set the stage early on. So throughout these 18 plus years, money really hasn't become an issue. Now, have we had some money issues along the way? Of course. Job loss? Yes. Uh, Other financial stresses? Absolutely. But because we laid the foundation early, we are able to enjoy our life together and especially our financial life together. So I would encourage all of you. If you haven't had that discussion, if you're not communicating to your spouse, uh, if you are not communicating uh, to your future and soon to be bride or groom, you need to start having those money talks right now. You know, there should be no secrets uh, uh, regarding your money and your finances. Now my wife and I again we were on the same page early on and even now we're still on the same page. Now we come together every now and I call what I like I like to call a powwow session and it's not a bad powwow it's not a bunch of fireworks going off and we are you know coming at each other no we actually sit down and we talk about how much money uh we've spent uh what's coming up what's due we talk about our future, what we can invest in. Uh, so we work together through this whole process. Now, I'm the finance guy by profession, but I don't do all the finances here in our home. It's a joint thing. It's a, it's a 100% Sheila and a 100% Lionel in this process. So communication is a vital key in a relationship. Communication is a vital key in money management. You must be willing to talk about every financial aspect of your life. No hiding. If you're careless with money, sit down and say it to your spouse or to your soon-to-be spouse. If you don't know how to manage money, be upfront and honest and say it to your spouse or your soon-to-be spouse. If your credit is messed up, be open and honest and say it to your spouse or your soon to be spouse or partner. Now we will address this topic further in our next show. The next show part two would be March the 20th. Now we won't be on next week, uh, which is March the 13th, uh, So I would encourage you to listen to some of my past shows on next Tuesday evening. But be sure I would be back on March the 20th and we will do part two of this topic, couples and money. So I want to thank you so much for tuning into the Lionel Shipman Ship Shape Your Finances show. Now, my show airs every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you've missed any of my past episodes, I've archived all of my shows on my website at www.shipmanconsulting.com. Now, if you haven't connected with me on social media, uh, please do so. Uh, Hook me up on my website, but you can also uh, link up with me on Twitter, Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Now, before we leave, I want you to remember these words. Give cheerfully, spend carefully, and invest wisely. We will talk with you in two weeks. Take care until then.